Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Julia Peshek. Julia began volunteering at a local animal shelter 25 years ago as a high school student. She volunteered at various shelters, completed adoptions, worked on large-scale TNR projects, conducted her own TNR projects in her community, fostered sick cats and kittens, and helped with special events. In 2012, Julia decided to make a career change and pursue animal welfare full-time and moved to Massachusetts to complete her master's degree in animals and public policy at Tufts. She is currently the community outreach coordinator for the MSPCA at Nevins Farm, Vice President of the Massachusetts Animal Coalition, and serves on the board of Tufts Paws for People. She shares her home with three of the best cats on the planet. Julia, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So we're going to dive right in here. And you told us a little bit about how you got started, but I was wondering if you could share in a little more detail how you got interested in animal welfare and most specifically community cats. I think I was born a cat lady. Um, there were uh, there's a family photo that my mom loves to share of me hanging out with um, a mama cat and her kittens in our backyard when I was about four. I was just always in love with cats from there, always interested in animals and animal welfare, but didn't really know how to make it into a career. So it was something I did as a volunteer starting in um, my high school years and um, just was always my passion in the background. Um, knew I wasn't cut out to be a vet. So I pursued other careers and then eventually um, spent enough time trying to find a way to do it. Learned that I had some other options and moved to Massachusetts to to dive in. Um, and this has been a great region of the country to really um, get involved and dig in. And I've been here ever since 2012. We've had a couple of people on the show already who have gone to the um, Tufts School for Public Policy and Animal Welfare. Is that correct? Uh, Yes. And you found that a great experience to help launch you into this career? I loved it. It was, I commonly describe it to friends and family as the best best year, year and a half, two years of my life, depending on how you manage the time. I discovered it finally. It was exactly what I was looking for. Didn't know that it even really existed until I did a bunch of searching. And it was a great opportunity to take a look at some of the things I'd been wondering about and working with in an academic setting. And everybody asked me when I said that this is what I wanted to go do, what the heck it was that I was going to do with it. And my answer was, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, I knew that the relationships that Tufts exposed us to and the opportunities that the school would provide was really going to be the launching pad for what I wanted to do next with my life. And that was very much the case. So I have a, an understanding of the background and the foundation of animal welfare and what we do with companion animals to farm animals to lab animals. But um, it was really the people that I met and that helped me move everything forward. Did they have a uh, interest in community cats there at all? Um, yes. And that was one of the things that I was most interested in. There's uh, a focus on companion animals with some significant projects relating to community cats. There was a, well, and there still is a large scale TNR clinic that they have on a monthly basis. Um, and so I got my rabies vaccines and started volunteering in that, which then led me to connections with Mac and projects that they had in the community nearby in Worcester, Massachusetts for feral and free roaming cats and, and that community itself. 
you referenced MAC, which is the Massachusetts Animal Coalition. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. MAC is a statewide non-for-profit that was formed in 2000, I believe, that works to connect volunteers, professionals, community members working in animal welfare, bringing new information to them, fostering collaboration. It's also sort of an incubator for new programs. So if somebody has an interest in developing something in particular, but they don't want to start their own 501c3, it's something that they can bring to MAC and say that they're... um, hoping to foster and that can happen under our umbrella. That sounds pretty pretty cool, pretty cool idea because the uh, time and effort that goes into and money goes into setting up a 501c3 can be pretty arduous, if especially if you're not really sure this is something that you want to get into. Yeah, absolutely. It's overwhelming. And this is just, you can try it out. If it works, great. You can take it further. If it doesn't, then you haven't, you haven't lost anything. And now, let's take a moment to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Flashlight tag was fun when you were a kid, but no one wants to play hide-and-seek with their trap. Find your trap's location quickly and safely, even when you visit it at night, with the Reveal Wild application for Samsung Galaxy, HTC One, Sony, Xperia, and other Android phones. Or go to tinyurl.com forward slash Reveal Wild. One of the programs I know at Mac that has been really successful has been a program called Animatch. Um, I know it's been primarily focused on dogs, but it seems that it's now turning and looking towards cats. It is. So if you can tell me what Animatch is and maybe how it's helping cats in Massachusetts. Animatch started in 2006, and as you said, basically focusing on dogs. It was a response to the notion that there were no adoptable dogs in Massachusetts. Um, We knew that there were some dogs that were falling under the radar, and maybe their animal control officer that they were being housed under or the shelter that they were at didn't have either an adoption program, the resources to move that dog forward, or just the right community to adopt that dog. A database was developed, a network was developed. Um, It's now 10 years old, and so it's it's flourished to connect connect all of those resources within the state and um, network animals that need a different type of exposure. So Animatch has been wildly successful. I think they've helped around 2,000 dogs to move from situations where they most likely would not have had much success to shelter partners that have been able to place them. So initially it was started with dogs um, just because that seemed like it was the most pressing need and it was a controlled way to to start the organization or to start the program. When I met Ann Lindsay, the founder of Mac, um, when I was a student at Tufts, the first question I asked her was, oh, are you doing Animatch for cats? <laughs> and she, she laughed at me and she said, no, 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 slow down. We're just working on dogs now. We're not quite there. And that's sort of been the question I've had every time we've talked about Animatch. So finally, she said, if you'd like to do it for cats, I think we're ready. We've had a lot of work to do to tweak the database. There's It's, it's much more than just rolling it out and saying, oh, we do cats now as well. It turns out there's a whole bunch of different considerations and things to put in place um, so that we're working with specific needs of cats um, appropriately. But uh, this year we did start Animatch for Cats, which I'm really excited about. That's fantastic. How does it work on a hands-on basis? You have receiving partners and then with cats, they're not necessarily going into municipal facilities. There may be a few facilities that take in cats, but in general, it's maybe more of like one overwhelmed rescue to another. Is that how it works? Or Yes. Um, it, and that's one of the big, big things that's different about working with cats and moving cats. Um, so we're still in early days and we're in our um, basically our beta testing with the database. 
case, but it is, um, they move in groups where dogs will, you know, we have one dog at XYZ shelter that's not doing well and needs to be in a different sort of setting. Whereas we can get contacted by, by facilities saying, we just don't have resources for these cats. We have 10 of them and they need to go somewhere. So then you're, you're looking at a group of cats or places, municipal facilities that have a large influx from a hoarding situation or something similar. So they're, they're moving a large group of cats at one time. One part that I'm really excited about that I see as a big niche for cats in Massachusetts is working with directly with animal control officers that don't have any programs in place for cats and in fact aren't even charged with working with cats, but they see cats in their neighborhood or in their community in need. They want to get involved with trap, neuter, return, or they have connections with community members that have too many cats in their home and they, they want to have a resource for them. And so that's where we're sort of seeing this as a great opportunity to to help cats in Massachusetts. We're also, similar to what we've heard for dogs, we're starting to hear that for cats, that there are no adoptable cats in Massachusetts, which isn't to really say that there are none, but there's, there's few and there's much less pressure in shelters than there was before and a lack of kittens. So this is sort of getting to that next layer of we know that there's still cats out there. We know that there's a need for community cats, especially to have somewhere to go when they're not feral, when they're friendly, when they want to come live in a home with you. And so this is sort of an avenue to develop for those cats in Massachusetts. So you actually have a software program that is specifically designed for Animatch? Yes, um, we have a database. It's developed for our cats and our dogs. Sending organizations can log in, load an animal's picture and profile and medical information as much or as little as they have into the database. We then assign a caseworker to network that animal. An email blast goes out to all of our receiving organizations and they don't respond immediately to the email and say, yes, I want that cat. Then we contact people individually and say, I think this cat's a good match for your organization. Do you have any room for them? If we need to, we find a ride for them. And we have some funds set aside too in case there's a situation where there's a great cat that needs somewhere to go, but has some expenses that are prohibiting that transfer so that we can then still facilitate a placement for for a cat. If uh, someone was interested in trying to do something like this in another state, what would your recommendations be for starting up? Um, the first things that we've learned about doing this is to meet with stakeholders and test the water, see what the interest is, see if they agree that they think there's a need for this kind of assistance. Um, it's also a great way to sort of suss out who might be able to help you to get them excited and interested in this kind of program and then sort of take it from there. But the initial conversation really should be with the people that are out there doing this work and seeing how they would like to shape it as well. Do you think an Animatch program would work in a state that maybe isn't as far along in the overpopulation progression um, as we are in Massachusetts? I mean, do you think there'd be benefits for this down in the South? I think it could work anywhere that you have people that are committed to cats and um, are looking for additional resources for them. In our area, it's great for moving populations to areas that just need more cats, but it's also used, especially for our dogs, um, heavily to help move special needs animals from one organization that just doesn't have the resources that can meet that cat's needs or dog's needs to one that can. So I think it would be really interesting to see how it would work in an in a environment where there's a larger number of animals and also more animals with varied needs. 
One other program that you help run on an annual basis for the Massachusetts Animal Coalition is the Whole Cat Workshop. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's one of our educational conferences that MAC puts on, and it's an entire day talking about cats, so what could be better? It's it's always um, in March, typically. We typically hold it at Tufts in North Grafton. We spend the day talking with leaders in the industry, people that are on the ground doing the work, and every year we try to bring some new topic that will help move everybody's education a little bit forward or discuss something that's trending in the community. We've had people like Alley Cat Allies and Becky Robinson come to speak and talk about the history of trap neuter return and the future of trap neuter return. So it's it's always a pretty exciting day. We've had some really great speakers and it's for us, for Mac and, and for myself personally, it's a huge opportunity to put a face with, with some names. Massachusetts is a small state, but it's it's still pretty spread out and there's people doing work that may be two or three hours away from you, but you've communicated with them perhaps via email or they're doing something that you didn't even know was happening. So we see a lot of great connections happening at those workshops. And I think that only helps to move the needle forward for cats as well. I've sometimes tried to refer to it as being sort of the Woodstock for cat people. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> So next year we have to have a band, right? Okay, sure. (laughs) And some drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward, Julia, how do you see the world being for community cats five or 10 years down the line? Um, You know, I think it varies based on what part of the country you're in. Um, In New England, we're really blessed and fortunate that we seem to be at the front end of of progress. And so what I would really love to see is for animal control officers to embrace trap, neuter, return and learn about it. There's a number of them that I connect with through Animatch that want to help cats, but really have never heard of TNR, which is amazing to me. But if that could become part of their regular training, or if it's just something, which is one of my goals through Animatch, for cats to make part of their knowledge base and their part of their toolkit and to help serve cats even unofficially that way I think would be tremendous. And so my goal is in the next five years for us to connect with each and every one of them and start having those conversations, which is something we've already been doing. It's excellent. Yeah, there have been quite a few new animal control officers I know in Massachusetts that are very, very helpful with regards to TNR. And there are some municipalities that are even starting to put TNR are in their job descriptions. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's some that have contacted us for help with cats and have never heard of it. And I love that they're so receptive to it. And then it's just a matter of us saying, here are the people that you need to connect with. Here's um, a meeting that we're having. For example, we're having a meeting south of Boston at the end of the month with stakeholders and community partners in that area. And there's an animal control officer in Berkeley that has been really interested in helping the cats in her area, has contacted Animatch for assistance with a number of them. And I've said, you need to come to this. We can introduce you to a bunch of people that are going to be in your back pocket and are going to help you do exactly what you're trying to do. So Julia, if there were folks interested in reaching out to Mac to find out more about Animatch or to get on Mac's uh, e-news listing to be informed about upcoming meetings like the Whole Cat Workshop, how would people find you? 
They can um, find us online at massanimalcoalition.com. And there they can read about all of the programs that we have. It's much more than just Animatch. They can sign up to be an individual or a organization member. They can follow our events for the year. We have the whole cat workshop. We have something for dogs um, called All About Dogs. It's very similar. What's Dog for Dogs? And then um, every uh, November we have our Hot Topics meeting, which this year is going to be about hoarding. So it should be incredibly interesting. They can follow us there. They can find us on Facebook as well. And we'd love to hear from them. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And um, please give a hug and a kiss to the three best cats in the world. I will. <laughs> no problem. Done. And my office cat. I'll, I'll give him a hug and kiss for you too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Because I bet your office cat is up for adoption. So he is. He is. So he needs lots of hugs and kisses. He gets them. <laughs> well, Julie, I want to thank you for joining me today and being a guest on my show. And I hope uh, you'll be on the show in the future. Thanks so much, Stacy. Thanks for listening to the Community Cats podcast. If you could go to iTunes and review the show, we'd really appreciate it. When you do, take a screenshot of your review, go to communitycatspodcast.com forward slash review and enter your information and we'll send you a t-shirt. While you're there, don't forget to check out all the ways you can support the content you're passionate about. Thanks, everyone. Wow.